Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roger, Roger. It's unfair. What is going on, everyone? So this is one of those comics where I feel Vader has been done right. The whole series has been amazing. Don't get me wrong here. I love the whole thing. But this one in particular, yes. Thank you. This was done so well, and I sure do have a treat for you guys today. So, today's comic is a leap through time. It takes place way after the last issue, which, if you haven't seen, go check it after this one, and of course, leave a like if you enjoyed it. So anyways, remember how Vader segued from his mission in the last comic of fighting Master Bar with the Inquisitors because Tarkin radioed him and asked him personally for a favor to grab King Char? He said he'd be in his debt. Well... The issue, whenever it takes place, which is clearly much later in time, covers the entirety of that debt. What was the debt? It's the coolest thing and the only thing that you'd expect for Vader to ask Tarkin for. He asked him to gather the galaxy's best men and hunt him to the death. Literally, put him on a planet and hunt him. Try to kill him. Now, could you guys just imagine how cool that movie would be on screen? Like, this is the kind of stuff we want to see. I think it would just be amazing. Obviously, besides my Vader fan film, of course, Shameless Plug, coming December 2018. Now, I know I usually do voices for the comics. However, I will just narrate parts and explain it to you. One, because it's all just narrated anyways by Tarkin. And two, because my Tarkin impression sucks. So I'm going to try to do a British accent as best as I can. But, you know, it's going to be cringy. And anyways, here we go. As the story takes place on the Outer Rim, sometime after the events of the last comic, Tarkin speaks to to one of his 19 hunters who spotted movement. As Tarkin checks, he sees Vader standing on the high ground wearing the skin of a Valath, which was the apex predator of the planet. Apparently very hard to kill, a monstrous creature that could camouflage into its surroundings, and he did it without a lightsaber. As Tarkin tells the story, he explains how he needed a plan. I have been privileged to watch Vader at his bloody work. On more than one occasion, blasters are almost useless. He can deflect the bolts, whether with his lightsaber or his command of the force. Therefore, I outfitted my team with flame weapons and slug throwers. Tarkin literally sets Vader on fire here, which is Anakin's biggest fear, you know, sand jokes aside. It even makes Tarkin, through Vader's body language, detect his fear, which is a first. Check out my latest video that I made talking more about this, and I go more in depth about it, so let's just move on. Tarkin's motive was to debilitate Vader's lightsaber from him, since he can't block fire with it, but for Vader, Vader, it didn't matter, did it? Since the fire may have been okay, but the flamethrowers were not. He learned that through Vader's heavy suit, he left footprints everywhere, not to mention his breathing could be heard from far away. He was learning his prey, and fast. Tarkin is an amazing hunter. He was narrowing down Vader's weaknesses, but in order to do so, he sent him expendables to kill, and in return, Tarkin continuously learned. He had a droid take Vader's lightsaber away, a mission that took four days and six men lost, but his team was finally successful. He believed it would be over, that an enemy became easier to kill the more enraged it had become. And from his observation, Vader treated his lightsaber with care and emotion, 
He even recalled seeing Vader touch it during meetings with Palpatine subconsciously. It was the only thing that Vader showed emotion and care for. Soon, Tarkin and his men found out that Vader didn't need his weapon. He enjoyed killing up close and personal, and the more angry and enraged he became, the more powerful he was. He can use the Force to crush his victims' windpipes, break their bones, pull their eyes from their heads. I sent more men to die, choking on their own blood so I could learn how close he needed to be to kill with the Force. Once I acquired his last piece of information, I believed the hunt would shortly draw to a close. I was mistaken. Now here's where Tarkin rounds up a couple of Chadra fan trackers to listen for Vader. However, they were led into a trap, an echo-sensitive area with cliffs where the sound of his raspy breathing was heard from all around them. As he picked off the hunters one by one until Tarkin moved his men to safety, Vader is literally depicted like this vicious animal that takes them into the night. Now this is a theme that the directors from Rogue One were clearly trying to state. Vader was unleashed in the corridor against the rebels and here he is again in the comics depicted as some sort of vicious animal, almost like a predator. No, literally like a predator. Tarkin, as he sets up camp, asks the last fan tracker, Sissian, if he hears him. Denying any trace of the dark demon, Vader, Tarkin turns to move, when Sissian begins to choke on air behind him. Up! He's here, you fools! I realize what he must have done. Vader deactivated his armor's breathing apparatus. I did not know he could. I have never heard him without it. I assumed he needed it to survive. And if that is so, if that is the strategy he adopted to get past Sissian's ears, then he is dying right now. Dying even as he kills us. Until he gets his lightsaber back, then only terror. The saber flies to his hand and only then does he begin to breathe. He returns to life. Now something really beautiful and poetic about this is that they basically make it seem like when Vader gets his lightsaber back, which is the only object that he shows emotion and care for, he actually begins to come to life. Then he starts to breathe, showing that without his lightsaber, without his ability or his weapon that kills, he is dead which is basically the whole premise of this issue right here. It's really deep and beautiful if you think about it. The last of my men are about to die, and so, again, it is time to run. Now here's a shot of Vader basically just taking limbs and heads and arms right off in his fiery blaze of his red lightsaber. As Vader kills off the last of Tarkin's men, he slowly walks to him, hunting him down to his death. When Tarkin realizes that there's no use in running, he's just going to tire and eventually Vader will catch up and kill him. So he stops at a very specific location, surrendered, and dropped to his knees. Vader savors my imminent murder. He can already feel it. He wants it. And so, he does not consider the land, the skies, this place to which I have led him, or this moment planned before this hunt began. For these are the Stormlands. This is Bard Ground. What? And here, the taller you stand. Boom! Vader gets struck with massive lightning. His suit is extremely sensitive to it as designed by Emperor Palpatine himself, and Tarkin led him here for that exact reason. He had planned it all along. Finally, when Vader gets the high ground, he loses to the bad ground. That's so sad. I mean, the guy just can't win against any ground. There's probably a new meme being born right now as you watch this video. The bad ground. Oh boy. As Tarkin calls in for them to be picked up by a shuttle, we kind of start to learn what is happening in this issue because before this, it was actually kind of confusing as to what was going on. I mean, you knew Vader was being hunted, but when in time did this really take place? And now we kind of understand. As Tarkin tells him that he owed Vader a debt for a task that he undertook some time ago, and this is the one from the last issue. And when the request came, it was indeed nothing I could have imagined. He had somehow learned of my past, the savagery of my youth on Nyriadu 
and the skill it gave me at the hunt. He asked me to hunt him. Whatever you hope to learn or understand from this madness, Vader, I hope you did, and I hope it was worth the cost. I have my theories as to why he wanted this. Vader is Palpatine's hunter, but I've read reports from the Inquisitorius. Vader and his monsters have done their job well. Few Jedi remain, if any, which leaves him a killer with no one to kill. Or, more particularly, no one worth killing. As Tarkin begins to move to the ship, he talks to us about having reviewed all of Vader's tactics and powers, considered thousands of strategies to beat him. In the end, it was simple. Vader believes that he can never lose. I used that belief to show him he can. And then, his fingers twitched. And I realized that in Vader's mind, he has not lost. He grabs his throat as Vader uses the dark side of the force to constrict his windpipe, bringing him to his knees, gasping for air, nearing death, when Vader finally releases him, only to show Tarkin that he still has power to kill him. Even in this moment, he respects him and obviously doesn't want to kill the Emperor's best moth, but just lets him know that, hey, I'm not dead, and you didn't win. Vader releases me, and I consider the power the will of this man. His strength is immense, incalculable, and every ounce of it, every drop is in service to the Empire and the grand ambitions of its ruler, his master and my own, Palpatine. I drag in a ragged breath, and all I can think is how lucky we are. That is the end of the issue, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I think it was definitely one of the more action-packed ones, showing all of Vader's powers, his weaknesses, and everything in between. The fact that he can go through fire, is afraid of fire, and can stop himself from breathing at will while still living and killing are all things in canon that we didn't really know all too well. Now, these are the kind of videos about Vader that I really enjoy. Basically showing the type of Vader that we saw in Episode 3, where he was scared and afraid and going into this whole new life of Darth Vader, and then the masked machine, the animal of Darth Vader that just takes his prey into the night without anyone even noticing. That's the kind of Vader that I really like to see, and I love when Lucasfilm capitalizes on it. I can't wait to see the next comic. Now on a side note, that's the main premise of my Vader fan-filmed web series that I'm trying to make, is to show Vader basically before he becomes that evil, powerful machine that encompassed himself with the dark side. However, how does he get there? What does he have to do, the trials and tribulations that he has to go through within himself and killing Anakin, finally, for the final time. This is a big issue for Vader's info and story, and I can't wait to read his next comic, where he builds his fortress on Mustafar, which will be insane. That one comes next month, so stay tuned for it, and of course, I will be covering it all for you. So throw this video a like if you enjoyed it, and I will see you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, the Force will be with you. Ooh.